Hello and welcome to another episode of the Startup Operator Roundup. I'm Roshan Karyapa. And I'm Gunjan Saha. And together we'll break down the biggest headlines of the Indian startup ecosystem. In this week's Roundup, first of course we'll be talking about the collapse of the Sony and Z merger that was slated to be around $10 billion and discuss what are the implications for the media industry and startups as well. Next, we have a billion dollar story of Baiju's. They recently announced their FY22 audit results. And well, this is not about the valuation being slashed to $1 billion, but its losses ballooned to $1 billion. Then Amazon gets notice from the government for selling sweets as Ayodhya Ram Temple's Prasad. Grow to discontinue US stock offerings from later this month. And Krutrim becomes India's first generative AI unicorn. So a lot of exciting news to discuss in this week's roundup. Uh, but before that, if this is the first time you're tuning into our channel, do consider subscribing it for we uh, regularly discuss startup updates and talk to some amazing founders, operators and investors from the ecosystem. And if you're a regular listener, please share this video with your friends and relatives. Let's get started. Roshan, back from a long weekend. How was it? Yeah, I mean, a pretty good weekend and peak test match cricket also, I would say, right? With uh, uh, West Indies uh, defeating Australia in the Gabba, no less. Uh, and, uh, of course, our boys uh, losing to England. Uh, boys played well. Boys did play well, I think. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Australia, man, I mean, seriously, they got, like, belted by the West Indies uh, team and... Uh, uh, it's amazing, right? Seven of the West Indies players had played less than 10 tests, I yeah. think. And, and, you know, I mean, uh, Chris Bott is a, is a very big supporter of uh, the West Indies. So, he was particularly happy over the weekend. Um, so, so yeah. Actually, he's a supporter of the Australian, Australian team. Australian team, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you should be happy for the underdogs, right? So, yeah, support the sport. Yeah, support yeah. the sport. I mean, it's good test match cricket. Yeah. It's always good when it happens to someone else. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, another thing, the Mumbai Trans Harbour link opened up, right? And man, that looks sick. Yeah, sexy. So, uh, our producer just showed me a picture of the road leading up with the Mumbai skyline up ahead. That mm. I, I mistook it for New York. And what's even more marvelous than that is the revenue that is generating. Almost a crore every day. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think uh, it's a thriving hotspot for uh, TikTokias and <laughs> the grammars, uh. I think, right? I mean, uh, people have gone nuts on that. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's great. I mean, infra is sexy, man. I think infra is absolutely sexy. Uh, and we've had amazing, amazing infrastructure developments over the last uh, yeah. eight, nine years. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the merger that did not happen. Hmm. Uh, after nearly two years since uh, it was announced, Sony officially terminated the $10 billion media merger between its India unit and Z Entertainment Enterprises on Monday, the 22nd of January. Sony has demanded a termination fee of $90 million on account of alleged breaches of merger cooperation agreement terms by Z, invoking arbitration and seeking interim relief against the enterprise. This deal, if it had gone through, would have created a cash balance of $1.5 billion at closing. Now, this is not a small amount at all for a media house. Mm. And one of the primary reasons why the deal fell through is because of the lack of consensus over the leadership of the merged entity. So this definitely has a lot of implications for the media industry uh, in general. But what is the significance for some of the startups operating in the media space? 
Well, media is one industry that is perennially consolidating, right? I mean, you can look at, uh, you know, WPP, for example, uh, or uh, what is that Murdoch's uh, uh, network? I mean, I forget it, right? Um, they're, they're always acquiring, <laughs> you know, they're always acquiring. And uh, the scale of this uh, acquisition or rather merger is such that, I mean, it, there was always going to be an outside chance that this might not go through. Uh, right. I mean, we discussed last week, for instance, the Figma and uh, Adobe merger that fell through. Right. So something uh, similar on, on that line, I feel. Um, although, I mean, the shareholders have written to uh, the management to ask for, you know, an explanation as to why this uh, did not happen. Uh, yeah. Look, I mean, the ODT market is really, really tough. The content business is very, very tough. In fact, I mean, I'm due to host uh, Rohan of uh, the Pocket FM um, uh, on the podcast. Right. And uh, uh, one of the one of the questions that I am really curious about asking him is, uh, you know, what is the template to follow? You know, because net, we've seen Netflix has been hit, um, you know, post 21, 22, uh, right? And, uh, you know, your library is only as good as, uh, you know, the last maybe like three or four hit movies or series that you uh, produce, right? Uh, so you have to become a producer of sort. And, uh, you know, my uh, memory jogs back to Zynga, for instance, right? Zynga was uh, this phenomenal gaming gaming company way back when, I mean, 10, 12 yeah. years back, really, really famous uh, unicorn, uh, nevertheless. And they tried to, you know, use a lot of analytics and data to kind of figure out, you know, what's working, what's not. I mean, they, they kind of pioneered that approach. Um, and and you figure that, you know, I mean, <laughs> you can't really put it in a box, right? I mean, yes, there is a certain method to the madness, uh, but it's super difficult, you know, I mean, and which is why, I mean, props to the likes of Disney and so on who have survived as long, uh, right? But, but it's a completely different business, like as an aggregator versus a content generator yourself, mm. uh, right? I think the future will perhaps uh, depend on more user-generated content, uh, right? And and which I think, you know, Netflix and the others are kind of optioning uh, folks out, right? So that is, I think, the future. But uh, interesting. Let's, uh, uh, let's see, I mean, what's in store. I mean, I hope that, you know, we have more uh, choices as a consumer for our weekend watch and whatnot. But I think there is one clear winner out of this merger falling through, right? And that I think is Geo Cinemas. Mm. They have been investing a lot in, you know, bringing live sports onto the platform. And uh, had the Sony Z merger gone through, then th that would have become the largest streaming service in India. Currently, it's Hotstar. And um, this combined entity of Sony and Z would mean there's 70 TV channels, two video streaming services and two film studios making the largest entertainment network in India. Yeah. And I think Jio uh, and Hotstar were also like in the uh, discussions to sort of merge, right? And uh, yeah, I mean, that brings me back to the original point that uh, we stated, which is that these businesses are forever consolidating. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But Netflix, uh, I think in a recent press uh, interview, right, they mentioned that ki, yeah, let all these mergers and acquisitions happen in the, sm the smaller crumbs. We are going to invest billions of dollars to get WWE onto the platform. And they, in fact, reported one of the best quarters recently since the mm. pandemic where they registered the highest number of paid users, new paid users on the platform. So there's been a drastic correction uh, with Netflix also, right? I mean, because, you know, there was this trope, uh, go woke, go broke, right? <laughs> that uh, was happening. I think uh, nobody wanted to... Like, you know, watch all of the really woke stuff that uh, were, they were producing about a year back and so on. So since then, I mean, I think the, the ship has tightened up a little bit or, or a lot, I should say. 
right uh, so yeah props to them and they're a public you know listed company in the us so obviously they have that uh, uh, you know they have that advantage of obviously earning in dollars there yeah. which uh, some of the folks here the india businesses don't have yeah hmm, interesting okay let's talk byju's our old favorite <laughs> About 22 months after the reporting period ended, Byju's finally shared its audited FY22 statements with the Ministry of Corporate Affairs on January 23rd. Its losses ballooned from 4564 crore rupees in FY21 to 8245 crore rupees in FY22, while revenue rose 118% to 5289 crore. Nitin Golani who is the CFO said that one of the biggest reasons of this performance were two acquisitions which were Whitehead Junior and Osmo they have not really fared well Whitehead Junior has contributed on 3000 crores to the loss and Osmo about 1000 crore but what is interesting to you know point out here is that these are FY22 numbers and currently we are in FY24 hmm. right so it'll be interesting to see what how they cover up the losses because this is of course at a time when you know byju's was getting battered left right and center yeah i mean <laughs> look more than a few auditors have kind of resigned uh, right and fy22 is like you know at, at least a year and a half uh, delayed in terms of publishing these financials uh, right i mean and it's uh, it's it's unfortunate i think uh, white hat junior has been the kiss of death for uh, byju's uh, right i mean of course they acquired them for i don't know what it was 250 million or something of that sort uh way back when and since then you know about 8 or 10 acquisitions followed and uh, you know we've discussed this uh, plenty of times uh, over the previous roundups as well right that you know flying too close to the sun uh getting too big to sort of manage um but yeah i i think look the valuation has been slashed by i think 90% they're down to about a i don't know billion dollars 2 billion dollars or whatever that is and i'm sure that's not the first time that we'll hear of that it will be further slashed uh what becomes of the final entity god alone knows right i mean uh, uh, everything hinges on that akash ipo which also at this point of time doesn't really bode well because see trust and reliability is is a binary thing right you either trust a brand or you don't you know it's uh, uh, so so it'll be difficult with all of the negative news around byju's um it'll be very difficult for them to sail through uh, after this i think mm. yeah, yeah. Okay moving on to our next uh, news Amazon gets notice for selling sweets as Ayodhya Ram Temple's prasad um there have been a lot of deceptive trade practices on the platform where you know vendors are selling sweets under the name of Shri Ram Mandir Ayodhya Prasad they are misleading consumers by implying that the sweets are from the Ram Temple in Ayodhya which violates the consumer protection act of 2019 now the center has raised a notice on this based on a complaint by the confederation of all india traders accusing amazon of influencing consumers purchase decision based on false representations now the center has given amazon 7 days to respond or face actions now i think this brings about a rather bigger question right what ownership does the or what role rather the platform plays in verifying what is being sold on the platform Yeah this is a very very difficult question uh, to answer right and it's a sort of a negotiation that's ongoing forever uh, you know in terms of how much liability does a platform something like an e-commerce co- company like Amazon or Flipkart uh, how much liability do they have and to what extent uh, right um, now you can argue that hey you know i can do all my checks on the sellers and you know after all i mean the last mile is dependent on them 
but uh, there could be uh, drastic consequences as well right and now this is a clear case of fraud but uh, what if uh, there was something harmful for instance um, right so I, again i mean the discussions are ongoing i think there was this e-commerce act or something that was due mm. which is uh, still under consideration uh, a lot of these regulation right i mean again you know that's a really tough job and something that i mean i wouldn't uh, definitely not envy right uh, uh, regulating some of these newer startups and uh, business practices uh, very tough uh, i would say amazon should do the best it can uh, and the onboarding is pretty tedious you now with any of these uh, right even with the business pressures to kind of onboard uh, uh, as many merchants on the platform as possible they have a 10 or 12 step uh, procedure uh, with a proper kyc and so on um, mistakes do happen i hope uh, you know it's rectified and uh, yeah but uh, otherwise i mean uh, you know the prana pratishthan was uh, last week it was uh, a milestone moment i should say um, this was long way coming <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> yeah uh, so i'm really looking forward to uh, going to ayodhya sometime this year and uh, sampling the actual prasad oh, you know nice. <laughs> <laughs> um so Okay, as a platform grows in size, I think it does become the responsibility to manage the repercussions or you know second order effects it has. Yeah. For example, like Facebook. In a recent article I read, by twenty fifty, Facebook would have profiles more profiles of dead people than living people. Interesting. Now today we do not we do not have laws around what what to do with profiles of people who have passed away. Who do we give the password to? Do we give them access to their profiles or not? But these are some problems that. you know companies like amazon like facebook really need to think about at some point or the other like i said you know i we can all theorize on you know what policy and regulators uh, should do uh, or not to but you know the the consequence of these actions are yeah crazy uh, really you know and uh, my my thing is that you know you have to always keep it as uh, broad based as possible and have like a easy redressal and arbitration mechanism right so that you know you can quickly fix uh, things as soon as possible so yeah in other news grow discontinues us stock investment service saying that there are a lot of complications in adding usd funds high withdrawal fees frequent downturns and delays in money settlement uh the new investments for us stocks stop after february the 27th and withdrawals stop after june 30th 2024 uh recently there was a lot of issues with logging into the application as well and several clients were unable to access their accounts and they they are demanding compensation so uh roshan we're talking about the role which you know platforms play in the second order effects right now grow today is the largest stock broker application in the country i think second is zero though but imagine people not being able to log into accounts and if you think of the scale that's like crores and crores of rupees and losses for people yeah no i mean it's a harrowing experience that much i will tell you right uh, uh, i personally don't invest in uh, the us stocks etc i mean deshbhakti aside i think uh, it's also like a compliance challenge right i mean there's a bunch of filings and i really like to simplify my life right and mm. um, i i do feel there are massive opportunities here so uh, but it is uh, you know from a consumer perspective it would always or from an investor perspective in this case right it would always be helpful to have a taste of the world but yeah apps like these uh, you know which uh, facilitate trading and so on uh, uptime is uh, a key constraint uh, right one of the most integral things and that's what builds uh, trust and credibility for the platform 
um so yeah i really hope uh, uh, the grow team is uh, kind of solving this and putting all of the checks and balances in place so that it doesn't happen again yeah on to some other news krutrim became india's first generative ai unicorn they raised 50 million dollars at a valuation of 1 billion from matrix partners india and other investors krutrim is another startup that is founded by ola electrics bhavish agarwal and he claims that krutrim outperforms openai's gpt4 on indian languages and performs better than meta's llama 2 chat on english krutrim is also developing its own chiplets and other ai focused hardware for data centers now that's really interesting because i think openai's sam altman he is out there in the market trying to raise funds to build a hardware startup mm. to support you know ai developments and stuff and now this is happening in our own country yeah it's uh, pretty interesting for sure uh, you know and there are uh, some parallels to elon's uh, uh, story as well um, you know elon and uh, sam have an interesting parallel as well they both uh, made money with uh, uh, you know companies earlier and then they moved on to build a uh, you know other massive companies right i mean elon of course with tesla and spacex and then sam with the uh, open ai and what he is uh, raising for uh, to build chips and what not um, now look i mean the era that we're living in is uh, uh, you know is the ai age i would say uh, the starting of it and um, all of these uh, computing power uh, and hardware becomes super super important right so uh, yeah i mean 50 million at a 1 billion dollar valuation lesser said the better in terms of you know um what you can rationalize rationalize about it but uh, uh, look i mean again from an investor perspective i think this is a successful founder right i mean um he's built ola cabs he's built ola electric and now he's on to this uh, so yeah they they're uh, again betting on the horse that wins i suppose right in that sense and bavish is uh, excellent at uh, raising money right i mean he's raised from uh softbank and um, from a few other market investors uh, before so it's good i mean i i know that uh, you know people can tend to be cynical in terms of uh, hey how how is this startup raising all of this money at this point of time uh but yeah let let more money come into you know fundamental stuff right i mean uh, whether it's ai or you know the other stuff um as long as it's not uh, <laughs> you know another uh, uh, what do you say another consumer tech uh, you know food delivery app i think i think it's 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 fair and nothing not that there's anything wrong with that but i mean i think there's enough money on those things i mean uh, let's support more fundamental innovation i would mm. say apart from krutrim there was another significant fundraise by ecofi ecofi is an nbfc company that focuses on financing green projects they raised 10.8 million dollars from fmo which is a dutch entrepreneurial development bank for a talk of the town section this week we have a very Nice tweet by Shridham Vembu sir. He tweets: India has a rich history of entrepreneurship, overshadowed in the past decade by the exit-focused startup, which taught us to lose other people's money chasing a dream. Long-term enterprise requires us to balance vision with profit, and that discipline underpins our freedom. Can you break this down for us? Yeah, I mean it's uh, consistent with uh, Vembu sir's uh, previous musings as well on this, right? Where he says that you know you have to build. uh with no exit in mind uh, right that you want to run this business perennially uh, or at least have a vision for that uh, zoho itself is you know 25 plus years old uh, and uh, is shipping more product than ever before uh, right they don't show any signs of slowing down 
uh, and famously private as well right i mean they haven't taken uh, um, any external funding or, or rather i mean very very little i would say right so uh, i think capital efficient businesses are the flavor of the season uh, right and 21 was a glorious aberration uh, thankfully better sense has prevailed and people are focusing on uh, things like uh, profit and cash flow and and stuff like that so uh, yeah it's good it's a uh much needed course correction and i'm really looking forward to entrepreneurs who can build uh the next uh, you know few zohos and uh, uh knockries and and what not right i mean uh, people who can build large conglomerates and uh, if you think from a tech perspective in india right i mean uh, you know i mentioned the magnificent 7 uh, in um, uh the uh, you know in the us right i mean they have a disproportionate uh, share of the market there right i mean comparatively india has uh, you know uh, not many of that type right i mean yes we have tcs and uh, uh, you know and that's a large company of course uh, it's a blue chip but then i mean if you look at it as a pure product company tech product company there aren't too many right i mean you can really like count uh, how many are even listed uh, i would say that qualify to that uh so yeah there there is really really a big scope to build like a massive you know tech tech pure tech company um in india you know and uh, that could that could uh, sort of um you know take all the gains and uh, maybe we'll have our own version of the magnificent 7 uh, you know in uh, in maybe 5 or 10 years who knows interesting <clears throat> we also think a new you know wind that is blowing across the country is the whole development of hardware startups mm. i think in 2024 we'll be seeing a lot more of those so folks if you want to hear about them make sure you subscribe to our channel because we'll be discussing these news in the startup operator roundup um so that's it for this week we'll be back again with more exciting news next week stay tuned keep following us on social media and if you want updates to be delivered straight in your whatsapp check the link in the description below until then take care have a great week ahead cheers guys bye